Oh, hey. Have you ever heard someone use the term lukewarm when referring to another Christian? What does that even mean, right? Well, today I'm going to be explaining that to you and just giving some context around it because while we are called to be in this world, not of it, the world is still fighting to influence us and dim that fire and passion we have for the Lord. So I'll be sharing three signs you are a lukewarm Christian and busting out the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I've got seven scriptures ready to go for you today. So grab your Bible, a highlighter, and a pen. Let's go. You're now listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with, if you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So if this is your first time tuning in, hey, how you doing? I promise I did not make up this term lukewarm Christian. So let's first talk about where it comes from because I did not make it up. If you have your Bible, open up to Revelation chapter 3, and there are a couple sections in the NIV, which is where I'm reading out of. You're going to see to the church in Sardis, nope, to the church in Philadelphia, nope, it's to the church in Laodicea, okay? We're going to start in verse 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Y'all, that's Jesus. Okay, so let's talk about this. This lukewarm Christian is a person who believes the message of the gospel, who is following Jesus, but like it says here, is neither hot nor cold. It's an indifferent person. It's like you believe the message of the gospel, but you're not really living out your faith with boldness, which is why I am sharing this message today and titled it, Are You Walking Out Your Faith With Boldness? So let's talk about what it looks like when you're not. These are three signs you're a lukewarm Christian. The first is that you rarely share your faith because you don't want to make others feel uncomfortable. You don't want to offend anyone or be rejected by others lose friends, that kind of thing. So let's just pause. Is that you? Do you reluctantly say that you're a Christian? Do you just opt out of saying anything? You just kind of keep it quiet when that topic comes up? Or are you one of those people who, and I'm not judging you, by the way, just asking, are you one of those people who prefaces what you're going to share, which is that you're a Christian, by saying, I don't push my faith on anyone. This is just what I believe. Are you one of those people? I, I, I used to be like that. 
because I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. So I have a few things to say about that. The first is that you trying to, you know, keep yourself from offending someone is really in vain because guess what? People will choose to be offended by literally anything, any single thing. And especially when it is the truth. People are offended by the truth because it convicts them and no one likes to feel like they're doing something wrong. How many times have you ever been told that you could do something better than the way you're doing it? How many times have you responded to that like, oh yeah, good point. Or how many times have you responded with a defense for the reason you do the thing in that way? And I I share this from experience. I think it goes without saying that most of what I share is something that I've walked through in some way, shape, or form. So if you rarely share your faith, then you are not carrying out the very commission that the Lord told us to carry out. Now I'm going to take us to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. This is titled the Great Commission, this this statement right here. Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, how could that happen if you don't share your faith? How would anybody know? who Jesus is if you don't share about Jesus with boldness, with excitement. Think about people in sales. If they're not excited or enthusiastic about what they're selling, will you believe them? No, you will not. (laughs) You really won't. Same thing with Jesus. Not that we're trying to sell anything, but I mean, come on, don't you want to share the good news? The good news is you People are a sinner. I am a sinner and I deserve death. But guess what? God didn't want that for me. So Jesus came down, lived a sinless life for you and for me. And he died on a cross, a death he didn't deserve. The one that we deserved, he took it. And not only that, but when he died, he conquered death and rose again. We get to enjoy eternal life in Christ because he already paid the penalty for us. And that is good news. It's good news. It means that nothing, nothing can ever get us into heaven except for accepting Jesus into our lives because he was the only one who lived a sinless life and paid the ultimate price. Only his sacrifice was perfect enough to pay that penalty. So that's Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. The second verse I wanna give you for this particular pitfall is Galatians chapter one, verse 10. And if you are not new here, you know that I reference this every few episodes, not every few episodes, but you know, at least every few months, this verse comes up because so many of my clients, so many of the women I, I am working with or, or speaking to inside of the community struggle with people pleasing or being afraid of offending people or trying to make people feel as comfortable as possible. They don't want to be rejected by others. And you know what? 
it's a, it's a sign of the condition of your heart. And this verse actually speaks to that. So it says in Galatians chapter one, verse 10, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And this is important. This is important to consider and be honest with yourself. If you are so worried about pleasing other people and making them feel comfortable in your presence, are you actually a servant of God? Are you a servant of Christ? I don't know. It's for you and the Lord to come to an an agreement on. (laughs) I would just pray about it. You know, if you struggle with that, really bring it to the Lord. It is something that you need to pray through. And I, I bet if you feel any sort of twinge right now, that is a sign that you need to bring that up and that the Holy Spirit is going to be working in you. So let them work. All right. Sign number two that you are lukewarm. You're afraid or insecure about communicating what you believe and why you believe it. Now, this is not uncommon, especially if you're new. When I was new in the faith, I definitely was like slow to speak. (laughs) I was really wanting to see what people would say, especially people who were more mature and further along in their walk with the Lord. So if you just feel like you are not equipped to share your faith, you just don't know enough, that tells me that you're probably not reading your Bible and you're probably not in a Bible teaching church. So I would certainly start to do those two things. Start reading your Bible and find a church that teaches the Bible. Topical messages are nice, um, but I think new believers really benefit from being in a place that teaches the word of God. Now, I have a couple scriptures for you. The first is one of my faves, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. So if you're in your Bible, the chapter will be 1 Peter and then it's chapter 3. Go down to verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Amen, yes. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. I love this verse for several reasons. If you're registered for 2023 Renewed Conference, you'll know a little bit more about why when I give my presentation. But what I want to say about this is that it says here, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give them reason for the hope you have. So the hope you have is in Christ, right? Why is that? Be prepared to speak to that and do it with gentleness, do it with respect, right? We're not trying to sabotage people with our words. We're not trying to make people feel dumb. We're just trying to explain, hey, this is this is why I have faith in Jesus Christ. This is why I am so devoted to following him. There are a lot of reasons that people can give, but if you've had encounters with the Lord and you know that they are just, you know, undeniable, share that. That's called a testimony. What the Lord does in you and delivers you from, that is a testimony. So be uh, be excited to share that. That is a gift that the, the, the Lord has given you. I'm over here stuttering because I'm getting excited. Be okay with being bold enough to share the reason for the hope you have in Jesus. And remember that we are to be the salt and light of the world. So we're not out here trying to do you know verbal judo on people. We just want to share our faith and and just plant that seed, right? Be used by the Lord and, and allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in that person, but plant the seed. 
The second verse I'm going to give you for this one is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and discipline. And I love this verse because the very thing that I spoke to is being afraid or insecure about communicating what you believe, right? But the Lord didn't make you to be timid, to be afraid or insecure. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, when he dwells in you, you are his new dwelling place. That's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. That power lives in you, right? So that is actually emboldening in and of itself. There's a confidence that comes from the Lord that only the Lord can give. Own that, right? Be excited, be grateful, and don't back down from speaking to someone about what you believe just because they might not agree with it or because they might not understand it or because they might have questions. Invite the questions. And if you don't have the answer, be humble and let them know, you know, I, I don't know that I have the answer for that, but maybe we can find it together. Maybe I can point you in the direction of someone who can. It's good. It's good to do this. It's good because no matter what, we're going to be interacting with people who don't believe and agree with the things that we believe in or believe to be true. And that's okay. Whether it's your faith, whether it's politics, whether it's the way you raise your child, it's always going to be something. And this is arguably the you know, the most important part of you is your faith, right? Without de without Jesus, we're dead in our sins. So I hope that that just encourages you, especially, like I said, if you're a new believer or if you're a believer who hasn't been disciplined in, in those ways, meeting with the Lord, being in a church community, reading your Bible. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> the third sign that you are a lukewarm Christian is this. This is a doozy, ready? You justify living life the way you always have. Maybe you're minimizing things the Holy Spirit is actually convicting you of in your spirit, like your entertainment choices or your conversation topics. Maybe you say things like, oh, but it's not that bad, or I don't identify with this or that. I'll tell you what, I mentioned something in the intro and I really want to just sit on this verse for a couple minutes. I'm in John, the gospel of John chapter 17. I was only going to read a couple of verses, but this entire chapter is so good. So the whole Bible is good, by the way, but I, what I'm talking about today, this is especially relevant. So Jesus here in chapter 17, he's praying to God the Father who is in heaven. And at the point that I want to share, the Lord is praying for his disciples. Okay. So in verse 13, he says, I'm coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. 
For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. And this just relates back to what I shared in the Gospel of Matthew, the Great Commission. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Y'all, we're not of the world. And we are to be sanctified by the word of God. So if you're not in the word of God, how will you know that the things that you're doing simply don't align with what the Lord has for you? How would you know what he has for you if you don't spend time with him in his word to know what he has said about what he has for you? Just think about it for a second. And if you are in an industry or in a a, a circle, a community, in a family, in your workplace, wherever that you notice that things are, you know, you're tempted to do things in a way that really doesn't line up with God's word. Things are happening and in your spirit, you you can sense this is not okay. I shouldn't be doing this. Or maybe I don't want to continue being around this. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is nudging you. Respond to that. Respond to him and all that he's trying to do in and through you. And that leads me to my second scripture for this one, which is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 through 22. I'm going to read it straight through. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. Now, I share this because there's a few things I want to say. The first, do not quench the spirit. When the Lord is prompting you, the Holy Spirit is moving your heart to be stirred toward God's heart. Don't suppress that. If you're trying to convince yourself that what you're doing is okay, it's not that bad, whatever it is that you tell yourself, stop doing that, okay? Do not quench the spirit. Now, when it says do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all, we can we can apply that today. Sometimes people will be like, well, I have a word for you, or I just have this sense to encourage you in this way. And they'll share that with you. You don't have to reject that, especially if it's not a biblical one, but Hold it up to scripture. What does it say in scripture? How does that compare, right? Hold on to what is good and reject every kind of evil. Not only some evil, but every kind of evil. All the evil, the gossip, the foul language, the, you know, the raunchy lyrics in the songs, all that stuff, it it separates us from God. The Holy Spirit is grieved by that. Do you think that a holy God wants to be in the presence of something that is disgusting? No, he doesn't. So consider your choices. Consider your your choices to stay in environments that aren't honoring to the Lord and consider those opportunities to walk away from things, right? So there you have it. I have given you three signs that you're a lukewarm Christian. One, you rarely share your faith because you don't want to make people uncomfortable or offend anybody. Two, you're afraid or insecure about communicating what you believe and why. And three, you justify living in the way that you always have. You minimize things that the Holy Spirit is actually convicting you of. And the seven scriptures, I'll just list them again. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 to 16. Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. Galatians 1.10. 1 Peter 3.15. 2 Timothy 1.7. John 17, I read from 13 to 19. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 to 22. I'll throw this up on the blog. If you're on our email list, I'll be sending out links through the email list. And you can always check out everything right there in black and white for you, or like a dark blue, I think. <laughs> and I hope that 
you enjoyed this episode. You can also join us inside the community, herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. And I am so happy to share that we're going to be having a full upgrade to On Heaven's Timeline. We're even changing the name. So if you want to get it at the price point that it's at, currently $297, head to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash course to access it now. And I do have a couple one-on-one spots left for private coaching. So you can connect with me to learn more. Erica at hurrynewstrength.com. I love y'all and I will see you on the next one. Bye. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.